Welcome to all those who are turning, tuning in on our um, digital campus. Um, we welcome you to New Life this morning there at Facebook Live and at YouTube, and then all of our folks who join us on our podcast on our several platforms that we are on with our podcast. We welcome you this morning to New Life. Um, I'm Pastor David Kufal. We are located, for those who are wondering, at 1021 South Center Street in Wapiton, North Dakota. If you have any questions or you want to find out more about New Life, right above my head you can see our website. And uh, just click on the website there if it, and uh, it'll take you over there. Of course, if you're watching on your television YouTube, you're not going to be able to click up above my head there, but you can type it into your phone or your laptop, however you do it. It depends on your age, uh, which one you use. And so, praise God. If Hal had use of both hands, he'd probably be using his phone. But praise God, it's, it's a good thing. Um, you know, I, I find that more grandma and grandpas can use technology more now than ever before because when their grandchildren were five years old, they taught them how to use it. Now that they're teenagers, they wish, why did I ever show grandma how to use that? Now they're on Instagram with me and they keep following me. And so, um, praise the Lord. So we welcome you this morning. This morning I'm going to be preaching on the topic, rely on the Lord. Rely on the Lord. It's, it's good. And uh, um, I, I can't wait till we keep on improving our technology here so I don't have to stay right here. I feel like we're, we're ready for our women's retreat today. And uh, we got the church set up differently, and I feel like wandering around the tables with you all. And, uh, but I can't do that because the cameras won't let me. And uh, um, we don't have the technology for somebody to have the camera on their shoulder and follow me around. So um, praise the Lord. We try so hard. We try so hard to do many things under our own strength and our own power. Sometimes we just think things, we just overthink things instead of relying on the Lord. And we're going to look this morning what Zechariah had to say about that. Okay, what the Lord spoke to Zechariah this morning. But let us pray first. Lord Jesus, we thank you and praise you for this word that we're going to study this morning. We thank you, Lord, for opening up our hearts and minds to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Lord, speak to our hearts, I pray. Let this, this word find good soil in our lives, Lord, in our hearts and in our minds, Lord. Let us grow in you, Lord. Let us have faith and believe that every word in the word of God is directly from you, Lord, and it's for our good. And so, Lord Jesus, I ask you, Lord, that you help us to rely more and more upon you, in Jesus' name. And I thank you for your anointing today. Amen. Let's see what Zechariah had to say here in uh, chapter 4 and verse 6. So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Now Zerubbabel was the one in charge of rebuilding the temple. Remember, he's governor. And he's in charge of this. 
And the word of the Lord is coming through Zechariah to Zerubbabel, okay? And this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Now listen to what the Lord says to him and to us. Not by might, nor by power, but, my, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. That is what we're going to deal with this morning. We are going to look at that one verse. And I want you to get it, that into your life. So many times we're trying to do it under our own strength. We're trying to do it under our own might. We're trying to do it our way. We're trying to do it under our own thinking. We think our thinking today is better than God's thinking. We're so woke that God needs to listen to us. He's so old-fashioned. Let me tell you something. There's nothing old-fashioned about God. The culture we have right now is ridiculous. We're canceling each other. We get so upset about a cartoon character that we allow somebody over here to be so vile and act like an idiot, but we get upset over Yosemite Sam. My word, I grew up with Yosemite Sam and Bugs Bunny and the Roadrunner, and, and you know what? We, we enjoyed watching idiots, didn't we? And we, we, used to, we loved seeing people get anvils dropped on their heads. And you know what? We never went outside to play and dropped anvils on our friends' heads. We never went ahead, um, pretend, you know, we never went out shooting people up. Now we're so woke that we can't have this, that, and the other thing. And my word, we just had a massacre the other day. And it hasn't changed. The only thing that's going to change our world is getting Jesus into our hearts and obeying this book. This book teaches us not to hate. This book teaches us to love one another. This book teaches us not to take vengeance on each other. And by my word, people are vengeful today. So how do we apply this verse, though, to our need? We got needs here today, don't we? Some of you got needs. How do we apply this verse? See, Zerubbabel had a need. Things weren't happening like he wanted them to happen with the temple. People were more concerned about taking care of their own house than taking care of God's house. They were building their own homes without making sure the temple got built. And that was the whole thing that they were commissioned to go back and rebuild the house of the Lord. And so the Lord finally says to Zerubbabel, here's how I'm going to take care of your need. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. The message of the, of the vision to Zerubbabel and also to all others, and we are not excluded from this, and so it also includes you and me here this morning. This message has to deal with yours and my need the message to us is not by military might, nor by political power, but by spiritual energy, the need will be met. We don't need to look to Washington to meet our need. We need to look to the Lord Jesus Christ 
and by His Spirit, He will meet it if we only believe. This is what keeps people from tithing. It really does. The fear comes into their life, right? Fear comes in because I'm not sure. I got bills to pay and I got fear in my life because I'm not relying on the Lord. And the Lord would say to you, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. If you start relying on me, you will see how much better your life will be. You will see how I can meet your need when you think there's no other way. It's the truth. For Zerubbabel, that would mean he would complete the building of the temple. What is your need? What is your need? Trust the Lord for your need and He'll meet it. I know some of you are going through some hard times. Some of it's kind of scary. You know? But if you start putting God first, He promises to open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing into your life that you cannot contain it. But when we allow fear to get in the way, what does the Bible say? What have we been studying in 1 John? 1 John says, perfect love casts out fear. How do we, get the, how do we make sure we're plugged into that perfect love? By relying on Jesus. Come on, rely on Him. He will meet your need. My word. And it can be scary. When you're learning how to do that, it can be scary at first. Come on. I know it. There's others in this room that knows it. When you're learning how to rely on the Lord, that's why I said you take baby steps. You know, some of us try to, oh, I'm just going to go all out, and then the devil comes in there and scares you to death. You know, that's what he does. He loves to scare you. And what you've got to do is tell the devil, shut up, get out of my way. I'm going to be obedient to the Lord, and I'm going to let him meet my need. Now, now th that goes to other things. Sometimes we're supposed to be obedient to the Lord to a calling. Come on. Sometimes you're supposed to be obedient to the Lord for your calling. You know, sometimes it's like, Lord, it doesn't make sense that you want me to go. It's just like our missionary, Joe. Let's use him as an example. He's pretty busy down in Peru in the headwaters of the Mississippi River, isn't he? My word, all of a sudden, uh, the Mississippi, uh, the, the Amazon. <laughs> we got the headwaters of the Mississippi here in Minnesota. But, uh, it, it, but our church is right on the border of Minnesota, so we pass through two states. But he's busy on the headwaters of the Amazon River. He is really busy on the Amazon River. And all of a sudden, the Lord brings to him somebody and says, and he gets these calls all the time over the years. And all the other calls he has said no. But all of a sudden he gets this phone call and the Spirit of God starts working on Brother Joe. And says, I want you to go, I want you to look at this thing in Costa Rica. This new opportunity in Costa Rica. But Lord, you know we're busy. And look at the pandemic and how the trouble we're having down in Peru. And okay, I'll look at this thing in Costa Rica. And then he puts an out all call to everybody and says, Hey, pray that God would give me wisdom. Usually I say no because we're busy over here. But God says, Now you're talking about, you're not talking about just a hundred miles difference. You're talking thousands of miles between 
South America, and Central America, where we're in, in Peru, all the way up to Costa Rica. Costa Rica's a beautiful place. You know? Lots of volcanoes. Spiders that can bite you and kill you. Well, down in the Amazon, they have those too. <laughs> they got piranhas down there. They never talk about those. You know. But God speaks to his heart. He goes to Costa Rica and the Holy Spirit says, let's do this thing. And he says to the churches, if we're going to do this, I need people. He wanted confirmation. I need people who are going to come on board with this. And right away, he gets two phone calls from two churches. Now, I think three, a third church came out. We're going to pay for the Costa Rica work. Joe didn't need any more than that. And all of a sudden, without even knowing the other need was there, there's a need right across the border in Nicaragua. And he's praying for that because the children have it worse in Nicaragua than they do in Peru or Costa Rica. Now, that's awful scary. Here I got this whole work down in. I'm feeding children in Peru. We're going down the river in Peru. We're planting house churches in Peru. We're having camp meetings in Peru. We're doing all these things. We're getting people saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. We're, we're doing all this work. And, and we're training pastors down there. And now, Lord, you... You want me to expand the feeding of children into another country altogether. That's a big thing to take on. Let me tell you about our campus here where we're at. We had it pretty cushy in our old campus. It was all, it, we had a mortgage on it, but we had a parsonage there. We had all this stuff over there. It was pretty safe. But all of a sudden, God said, move. I don't think we would be as blessed as we are today if we didn't listen to the Lord. He said, it's time to move. And so I said to the Lord, you're going to have to provide everything for the move. I'll be obedient to the move. And you know what God did? He brought the buyer. <laughs> he brought the right price for the property we have now. He did all the work. So our, our overseer at the time said, our bishop at the time says, Pastor Kufal, you need to go ahead and brag about all the things you've done here. I said, I didn't do anything but be obedient to the Lord's voice. I was only obedient to what he said. I put fear aside and I said, and you know what was so cool? The people who were in our church the longest, the ones who were born in our church, the ones who grew up in our church, they fought for the move and I didn't have to. Now that's the Holy Spirit. And we allow fear to get in the way of us being obedient to the Lord to do things even still. And we're living in some scary times. Are we not? Think about it. This pandemic hasn't been a, been a fun time, has it? But you know what? We've stayed, we've stayed obedient to the Lord throughout the whole pandemic and God has blessed us. He has been moving in our church. He's been using you in our church we're reaching more people than we have ever done before because we're now broadcasting our church services to people all over the place we got people in canada we even got one time a phone call from um, um california did you respond we got a prayer request in yes did you respond to the prayer request yet no, we're going to respond to your prayer request we're praying for your family members we got two family members we've been asked to pray for and for salvation and healing that's exciting that's exciting all we need to respond to them is we are praying for your loved ones 
Just tell them. We're so glad that you reached out to us. We are going to be praying on Thursday night, especially Thursday night for you and your family. This man wants his mama to get saved. She's not doing well. She's got all sorts of aches and pains and problems. Doesn't that sound familiar? <laughs> and he, but, but his mama's not saved. At least your mama is saved. Right? Man, she's got such a testimony. He wants her saved. And then he said, oh, by the way, I got another family member. Could you pray for them too that they get saved? Isn't that exciting? I'm not getting, I'm not getting a letter from a Nigerian prince needing me to send, they'll give me a million dollars if I send them $10,000. <laughs> we get those sometimes too at our, at our church email. It's like, okay, whatever, sure. God's methods, let's look at God's method of accomplishing his work. All right? Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Not by human might. Not by human power. But by my spirit, this presents God's method, method of accomplishing his work. Everything that has ever been done on this earth as regards the Godhead, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, has been done by the Holy Spirit. The exception to this being Christ and His crucifixion. However, the Holy Spirit superintended that from the beginning to end. How do I know that? Look what Jesus says in Luke 4, 18 and 19. Put that up on the screen. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus says, because the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Look at that phrase again. Jesus needed the Holy Spirit just as much as you need the Holy Spirit. If you haven't let the Holy Spirit into your life to do His work in you, it's time to do it. That's why I, that's why I want to see the Spirit of God have His freedom in our church. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus declared, because He has anointed me to preach the Gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Oh, isn't that awesome? But Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. So the Holy Spirit. Did you know that Jesus says, I have never, I didn't say anything except for what the Father told me to say? Are we that reliant upon the Lord? I have a Bible school student in our church. She's doing really awesome. Awesome. But you know what she's been learning? Oh, she still tries to do it in her own strength and her own ability and those things. But God will use our strength and God will use our ability. But what she's been learning to do is rely more on the Lord because with all that other stuff that's been going on in her life, if she didn't rely on the Lord, she wouldn't have been able to do her schoolwork. I mean, she's got her silly father living at home with her. <laughs> and then she's got a seven-year-old at home. <gasps> Seven-year-olds are exhausting. I got one at home too. And then pastor goes ahead and says, hey, 
We need to do more for the kids. And now she's talking about starting the youth group up. I think it's exciting. I think it's exciting. But the more we start learning to rely on the Lord and being obedient to Him, the more and more will God use us and we'll do it by His strength instead of our own strength. You see, it's more than... You see, I didn't want you to... I, because I had a few of you, and maybe some of you there, tune me out because I mentioned tithing. You see, it goes beyond that. Tithing shows God that he finally has us. Let me say that again. Tithing in America, tithing, this doesn't happen overseas like this, but in America, in Canada, in the United States, God knows he finally has us completely when we turn our finances over to him. And some of you with your, did you, and, and here's a thing that I think is interesting. Did you know that poor people in America, those on fixed incomes, those who are on social security, those who even receive food SNAP every month actually outgive all the billionaires in America? Have you ever looked at some of our politicians? They have to put out their, their, um, their taxes. They all put out their taxes to brag. This is how, blah, blah, blah. Look how much, look how I became a millionaire just earning uh, $300,000 a year. How do you do that? Anyway, look at all that I've made. And they do this. But you look at their giving line, and some of them are only at 1% but they expect you to give. You lead by example. You lead by example. And I'll tell you what, the best thing I ever did is tithe. Best thing I ever did. But I lost some of you because I talked about tithe. But did you see how this, relying on the Lord, goes into every area of our life? Oh my word. One of you had a stroke. You probably wouldn't be sitting here today if you didn't turn to the Lord. I mean, when you get in that desperate straits, you, you've got to turn to somebody. Amen? My Lord, my Lord, I got COVID before Christmas. You know what? I didn't fear once. <laughs> I, I got positive about it. I said to the Lord, let's make this a big reset. Reset for me, reset for the church. Let's make this. And you know what? It was a good experience. It actually, even though I felt horrible, like somebody dropped a house on me, it actually turned into a positive because I was relying on the Lord. And we didn't miss a beat at church. We didn't have to close our doors because I got COVID. I just stayed away from everybody. Right? I'm so glad that we... I could call a former staff person and say, hey, can you come and preach? They ran out. Yep, I'll be there. Came over here, preached for me. I got done with my quarantine. God got me all better. And I was back in the pulpit. And now I've been halfway vaccinated. Well, I got to go get the other shot. So I kind of figure it's halfway. Uh, I know there's a debate out there, folks, that if you had COVID, you only need one, but I'll just do the two and get it over with, and then I can go visit you if you end up in the nursing home. Because without it, I can't go visit you. And at my age, why not just get, take it? 
I know you're younger folks, you're more concerned about it because you don't know how it's going to, you want to have kids. Do your research, check it out, and pray about it. And, let, and listen to the Lord about what you should do. Don't, don't let anybody else tell you what to do. Rely on the Lord and He'll lead you through that too. Alright, so we've talked about how do we apply this verse. Um, God's method of accomplishing this work. Let's talk about the third thing here. We need to do whatever we need to by the Holy Spirit. We need to do whatever we need to. You don't need to change the screen yet. Um, by the Holy Spirit. Because you're not going to find it. I only put the scriptures up there today. If it is claimed to be for the Lord, listen to this. If it is claimed to be for the Lord, whatever is being done must be done by the moving operation, power, and person of the Holy Spirit through the believers. So, worship team, when you get up there, if you're not doing it by the moving operation, power, and the person of the Holy Spirit, you need to get on your knees. Teacher, if you're not doing it by the moving operation, power, and the person of the Holy Spirit, you better get on your knees. If you're up there doing the twice blessing closet, if you're not doing it by the moving operation, power, and the person of the Holy Spirit, you better get on your knees. Pastor, if you're not <laughs> if you're not doing it by the moving operation, power, and the person of the Holy Spirit, you better get on your knees. Why? Otherwise, it will not be regarded by God. In fact, it will be constituted as a work of the flesh. Look at what Romans 8.1 says. Therefore, now, now listen to this first part before you start getting down on yourself and listening to the devil. Get out of here. We're not talking to you right now. Don't listen to the devil because listen to this. Therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation. So tell the, if you're feeling condemned right now because of what I just said, tell the devil to get lost. Condemnation comes from the devil. Conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit's convicting you, meaning, oh boy, that spoke to me, I better do something about it. That's from the Holy Spirit. If you're feeling condemned, feeling guilty, that's from the devil. Tell the devil, shut up. I'm not listening to you. Holy Spirit, you talk to me. Okay, you get that part? There, because... Listen to what the verse says. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. If you're saved, you're in Christ Jesus. Can you praise the Lord for that? Yeah. <laughs> right? Okay. Who do not walk according to the flesh. Listen to that part. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. You see, we're supposed to not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. You know why it's better to do everything through the Holy Spirit instead of our own strength? Because sometimes you grow weary in doing good. Is that what, isn't that what the Bible says? Do not grow weary while doing good. But sometimes we grow weary. We want to move our twice-blessing closet out of our building. Hey, if you're a landowner in Wapiton or Breckenridge and you got a space that 
you could donate for a wonderful ministry where we get where people can get clothing and things for free would you consider writing that off you know with biden's tax hikes that they're talking about doing 32% of your income if you're a small business owner is going to be going to the government. You're going to need all the tax breaks you can get. Would you want to go? I was just listening to Cutlow this morning. He went through a bunch of... He used to be one of the top um, financial whizzes who helped get our economy going the last four years. Really brilliant mind. God has really given him a mind for how to spend money and how not to spend money. And so I was listening to him this morning and my ears perked up and all the jobs that we're going to be losing because of these tax hikes and all these things. But don't get, rely on the Lord and he'll provide you a good job. Amen. Amen? But if you've got a building there, you need a good tax hike. Some of those buildings on, main, on both main streets are empty. You might as well get something out of it. And uh, we have a wonderful ministry. We want to move it out of our building because we need that space for the kids and the teens we really are we're starting to see we're going to need the space that we're using right now for our little store where people come and shop for free yeah we give away stuff we close we don't want people running around whopping in breckenridge naked and by the way if you live in the tri-state area you can come even up from south dakota and use our twice blessing closet Carol would love to meet you and make sure you have clothing for you and your children. And so it would be great. So if you have something like that, that would be helpful. But listen, let's do it by the Spirit of God. Let's not do it by our flesh. Too many times, you know, do you know that the early church in the book of Acts, 90% of what they did in church was done by the Holy Spirit. Read the book of Acts. 90% of what they did in the early church was done by the Holy Spirit. Do you want to guess how much the percentage is in the modern church today? You know how much the modern church relies on the Spirit during service? Only 10%. Boy, have we gotten that backwards. 90% in the early church, no wonder they did so many great miraculous things and only 10% in the modern church. We need to get back to the day where we're relying on the Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you what, it looks like there's some days ahead of us. If, if the trajectory is going the way it is, we're going to have to rely on Jesus and the Holy Spirit more and more and more. And when we've, all, we've done all, the Bible says we're just going to have to stand. If things keep on going the way they are, don't be surprised, persecution comes to the church in North America. But we've been learning about prayer. Let's, let's take what we learned in Sunday school about prayer and start using it. Vengeance is mine, God says. Let God take care of the evildoers. But let's go ahead and let's start praying the right way. Amen? Now the fourth thing. The fourth thing I want to talk about and then we'll be done. All. All everything is organized under god's command isn't that cool all that means everything is organized under god's command going back to zechariah 4 8 it ends 
By saying what? She's got it back on the screen for you. So how does it end? Says the Lord of hosts. This presents God's supreme personal power over everything in the material and spiritual universe. All is organized by Him and under His command. The word host here, I know some of you love when I get into word study. The word host here, as used here, is associated with warfare and relates to the word armies. In other words, He is the Lord of armies. And here's the good news for you, because some of you are battling some spiritual things. He has never lost a battle. Let the Lord fight for you. Well, he died on the cross, yeah, but that was the greatest battle he ever fought, and he won. He defeated sin, he defeated death, and he defeated the grave. And because of it, we have a place in heaven if we would only believe in Jesus Christ. So let's get attuned to the Holy Spirit. Let us get attuned to the Holy Spirit. Allow Him to fill us and give us a fresh anointing and use us for the glory of God. Amen? Oh, let us pray. Lord Jesus, I pray for all those who are watching right now and for those who are here at our campus. Lord, fill us with Your Holy Spirit. Help us to rely on you and, and, and really take these words, not by might, but not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Help us to rely on your Holy Spirit, Father. Because we've believed in Jesus Christ and Jesus said that he was going to ask you to give us the Holy Spirit and you did, Lord. You made that so real on the day of Pentecost when the Spirit filled everyone in the upper room. Lord, that, still, that filling is still ours today. So, Lord, help us to rely. Help us to be obedient. And, Lord, I come against all fear. I come against the fear that's keeping people from doing what they know is right. I come against the fear from Your people, Lord, keeping them from fulfilling the calling on their life. And I come against the fear that's keeping them from being obedient to You. Lord, there's no need to fear our culture because, Lord... You are on our side. We love you, Lord. And I pray for all those at home. And I pray for this gentleman, Lord. I, I ask you, Lord, to touch his mom. Lord, first of all, get her saved and heal her, Lord. And I pray for their other relative that they need salvation too. I just thank you for that. Thank you for touching everyone's needs today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm just going to say to...